Welcome to Fruitless Pursuits. Um, I'm Jason. I'm Thorin. Thanks, guys. Appreciate everyone joining us, uh, particularly, you know, over the Christmas holidays. We try to find time to, to do this. Um, yeah, and, and uh, we appreciate everyone showing up and remembering to subscribe and turn notifications and likes and whatever platform you're using. Um, and let us know, too. We're interested in, in what how people are listening to this and how, how they're coming to it. So um, getting asked kind of information is always a good thing. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, there's, man, we got, we got a lot to talk about, don't we? I mean, it's been I a couple so. of weeks, so it's kind of nice yeah. to have, not feel like you have to force um, topics, but we have, uh, I would say, an embarrassment of riches. Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, it's been really cool. There's, there's been like a, 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 a um, you know, like you're saying, just a, a plethora of cool things kind of coming out at this time of year. Anyway, normally this is a time where people drop records or you know, um, new content, if you will, especially in this day and age. And I think usually just, a lot of big movies and that kind of thing. Right. And, and now with like, you know, you mentioned it before with streaming, the going the direction it has, and you know, there's always a Disney movie this time of year. And I was really surprised to see the new Disney movie go straight to Disney plus and I watched yeah. it with my kids, you know, and it was really good. I was, I was really kind of pleasantly surprised by it. Um, I thought it was a good movie. Um, but not just that, you know, you have like the, I know that we're planning to talk about the Andrew Schultz, um, uh, you know, thing on Netflix. And I right. thought that was like phenomenally well done. And and it was cool because it wasn't like a variation of platform for him. You know, he's he's been building this thing through COVID. Yeah. Um, you know, he was prepared to start this kind of a venture um, and he didn't know what beforehand. But, you know, he, um, it kind of became what it, what it was through Instagram in that format. Um, hey, guys, turn your phones. I want to show you something um, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And then um, and then not having to I was wondering how the Netflix thing was going to work. But then seeing them use that same kind of great content or style of content, I should say, was really, really cool. Yeah, I, I think when you have really strong writing, like it, it helps it, it ultimately you know, everything else can fall together if the writing's really good. And um, he and his guys that he surrounded himself with are obviously really, really talented and, and funny comedic writers. So yep. um, I've not, I've not seen the special yet. So um, I can't really speak on, on it in, in that sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I, I have an idea of what to expect. Certainly. Sure. Um, and I also think that, you know, I, I don't always like everything that Schultz does. Um, mm -hmm. He, he kind of has that thing where he maybe laughs at his own jokes a little too much and you could, you could pick it all apart. Right. But the thing right. that I respect the most about him is he's been saying this forever. Do what you want to do, do it right, do it well and own it and and you can write your own ticket you don't have to you know he's the first person that i talk uh, that i've heard like really really go you don't need an agent you don't need you know the the behind the scenes people yeah if you're creating it you you know they'll eventually come to you and um and he was right because yeah, i mean 
well what they did and you're right there is a team of people it comes off very um uh, lone gunman kind of way but but it's it's you know a, a great team of people doing all the the video and the editing and the the design as well as the writing as you were saying um and you're right he he managed to come up with a way to, in the spite of all that was going on to do something really cool and creative and comedic that didn't require an audience and didn't require feedback and yeah you know some of the things that 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 those types of formats have required in the past right um and you're right you know um well you know you shouldn't you won't be that surprised by the format if you when we go to the netflix special and yeah. i think that that was comforting it was good it was easy to understand in that way yeah and, and you're 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 right too that it's um clearly super talented group of people i mean it's so stacked with jokes you know it really is something oh you miss stuff because he's so yeah. you know it's like it's so saturated and it's all great stuff and like so it it bears re-watching because yeah. you, you do like get more out of the second watch and a lot of those so that's that's really cool and i think that's complimentary you know what they're creating absolutely i completely agree with that and i mean um you know it's great too because the message really is you know delving at the i've heard several interviews of him talking about this special been really interested in you know how they generated it and and and, and that kind of thing and to hear him talk about it, you know, they basically um, had to, you know, do this in a really short amount of time. You know, they were given the go um, from Netflix and then it required basically, you know, four weeks of straight work. But, um, and then they you got know, COVID. yeah, and, and but they really talk and then he got COVID in it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, and uh, but he was talking about how they had to drive it like this. You know, they felt like it was easy because they were talking to the 80 percent of us who are be, are missed by the messages of the mass media at this that's point. right that's right and that's one of the things that he he is you know made a point of to hang his hat on it's like um recognizing what what you and i and most other people that i would say um are still rational yeah uh, the, the way that that you can look at the world and not see it is is binary um you know from a political standpoint there used to be a time where comedians gave it to both sides, right? SNL um, is not that anymore. It's pretty, pretty easy to see where their loyalties lie. Um, but to see somebody that, that's really, you know, owning that and taking everybody to task, like just calling out bullshit for being bullshit. That's really refreshing. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, we're, I mean, I think most of us are just glad to hear some shit that we fucking can connect with, you know, not like, yeah. like, like, you know, the 10% on either side of this coin that, that are, it's like, what the fuck are they talking about now? Like, is this yeah. a new rule I have to listen to? Right. Like, um, you know, and I, so I think it's, we're, we're all just happy to have, um, you know, still have comedians. And we talk about these people a lot, you know, they're, they're so important to us because they still say the things that, that a lot of people are uncomfortable saying, or, um, you know, uh, we are saying in these kind of conversations um, and, and it doesn't get, you know, kind of played enough, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, there, there was one thing that I learned about the special after the fact that maybe I won't say fully poisoned me from it, but like maybe shaded it a little bit for me. Mm -hmm. And that was the fact that um, he was, Schultz was on um, Tiger Belly podcast with Bobby Lee. Okay. And he was talking about, partially how um how the 
the pieces lined up to do this. And apparently at the very nexus of this is Justin Bieber and Scooter Braun. Oh, wow. Interesting. Scooter Braun was essentially the, um, the executive producer. Oh, okay. This is this okay, special. So I have something to add to that too. So go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So he was talking about, um, he was talking about this on Tiger Belly and apparently he had a phone call with Scooter Braun after the fact and Scooter Braun said, the special's great. I have to take my name off of it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is what I was going to say too. Yeah. yeah and he's yeah, like, yeah. what do you mean? And he's like, well, you fucking trash all my friends. <laughs> I, can't, <laughs> I can't, you know, it's good and, you know, keep doing your thing, but um, I, I can't have my name be the first the first thing that pops up and yeah, yeah yeah shred everybody uh, that i know yeah i think that's awesome i mean um I, he told he told that story on another uh, interview i heard maybe twice okay. actually yeah but well, um, he's he's definitely been on the um on the media tour he's done all the west coast podcasts in yeah, the yeah last week or two so for sure yeah i'm um, sure you repeat stories quite a bit it's kind of like a press junket you know well and, and when i heard he didn't say who it was he actually said like was like i'm not going to say who this was. Oh, okay but, and then yeah. another he did identify it's out yeah yeah so um yeah i think that's super it's super interesting i mean um <laughs> so i've been because of our constant um taylor swift um uh right. delve um i've I, i've been like doing my screw brown research and you know all that gotcha. stuff and so i i you know i mean i think uh gosh I think it's a really weird um, multifaceted thing that we're gonna have to come back to when uh, your <laughs> yeah. wife will come on the show. But um, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I think it's it's really interesting. And he seems like, you know- I mean, I he's a sharp at, guy. You can't take that away from him. No, and, and if connected you look, and he's right place, right time. Kind of absolute, absolutely. And, you know, not to go too far left on this, but, you know, basically he didn't, he saw a deal and he basically made one on the, on the Taylor Swift thing. He basically just saw the money and was like, yeah. oh, okay, I'll buy that and sell it. Right. Like that's all he did. He just said, "Okay, I'll buy that and I'll sell it." Right. Sounds right. great. That's that's smart. How was that a bad thing? You know? I don't know. People would disagree with you about. Yeah. That. Uh, yeah. Um. What, what, what are Taylor Swift called? <laughs> yeah. Swifties, right? Swifties. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah. I'm not. I'm not sure. Yeah. I just I so Swifter when I clean my floor. I, I think I it does bear mentioning though that um, Justin Bieber was also who put Chris D'Elia on the map. Oh so, yeah. Interesting. You know, I. <laughs> that's maybe not not the best endorsement at this point but yeah um we'll see yeah no and well it's interesting too because when you talk about that makes me think of how um i saw a podcast it was one of the few that i watched you know um andrew schultz does a couple of different podcasts with uh, other people he does one with with charlamagne um, Charlamagne, and he does one with um akash uh, yeah akash thing and um i can't watch the the one with charlamagne is somewhat decent i can kind of handle that but the one with akash i can't i can't do it it's like a bad youtube video for me it's just like two people like ah you know yelling back and forth at each other um and uh which is apparently a thing now but um uh i just can't do it yeah but well um, it's it's comics in a room trying to make each other laugh so it's you know yeah not all of it lands it's just like you know sometimes it's a swing and a mess but right absolutely um more misses than swings for me but um (laughs) Uh, but anyway, so I mean, I say that just to say that, you know, um, you know, and I, I heard an episode of them talking about the, how the West Coast kind of commie scene was going through this, you know, like this wave of, of all that stuff, you know, Crystal stuff. cancellation stuff. Yeah, right. Exactly. And I mean, you know, um, how, how can 
Justin Bieber now. Let's not let's not let put this all of us on the feet of Justin Bieber. You know? Right. No, I know, but he's the one that like you know put his stamp on it. Said this is my favorite comedian, guys, and then you know he blows up and yeah. I mean he was he was on his way before that, obviously. But sure, I just, sure. I just thought it was funny. Um. So yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna check it out. Maybe we can come back to it and talk it after I've seen it. But I I have um good expectations for it yeah you should it's, it's a value to the majority of a, um, i think it's it's a like in a lot of ways it's a, a salve on you know america you know the politics of america the well and there's they're filling a space that's missing and he has said as much that like the uh quote unquote when i say fake news i'm not talking about it in the trumpian sense i'm talking about it right. in like the um the snl weekend update or you know the satirical sense right, right. Yeah, yeah yeah um so all those other shows like Trevor Noah and John Oliver, you know, they're really showing their hand. So it's nice to, I don't know, just get some, uh, a, a comedic take about news without the extra stuff, you know, yeah, yeah, totally. without the, the baggage of the, the person who's telling its political leanings. Sure. So um, another... Another big one that everybody is talking about is, of course, the um, the season finale of The Mandalorian, which came out. I think, yeah, sure. Uh, a week ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the last two episodes were really good. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so okay, you basically said how you feel about it. Yeah. Um, not everybody agrees with you. Yeah, that's okay. That's like, I, there's so much pressure on Star. Like, you can't do anything with Star Wars and not get, catch a bunch like a touch. Oh, absolutely. Some, some like group of, of like, you know, people who have these high expectations for their childhood to be reborn in the, the purse of some, you know, Yoda figure, you know, and it's just, it's ridiculous at this point. Like, they can't just make a, a something like, like, well, people good. ascribe so much you know, personal meaning to this stuff. And they forget at the end of the day, it's, it's something that's designed to sell toys. You know what right. I mean? Like even from the, like our generation, the original stuff was designed to sell Kenner action figures, man. There's no getting around that. So, well, it's certainly after the first movie, it's certainly, they certainly saw the bonus in that, but yeah. I mean, um, he walks. Yeah. Totally. You know? <laughs> but I mean, not just, you know, I don't just disagree with it's, it's merchandising and it's, and that, Merchandising's abil- merchandise's ability to then continue to allow George Lucas to do creative endeavors, right? Um, but I do think that um, you know you can't just like the you. It's like so precious to so many people, and I think they just gotta let it go. You well, know, those, so those folks have but, to. So here's the thing: I think those same people that are complaining um, were on board right up to that last episode. I mean, there's some like we've talked about this before. The Mandalorian is um, it's formulaic. Right. Um, to me, there's something comforting about that because it reminds me of uh, like 80s TV serials, you know, like totally like uh, like we talked about the A-Team or Knight Rider or things like that, where it's yeah, like, yeah. you know, you show up in a town, you do a mission and um, it's somehow serving the, the larger storyline. But each each episode kind of holds its own water, so to speak. Right. So. I think a lot, everybody was on board until, it, wait, this is the part that we got to say spoilers so people don't get mad at us. Oh, uh, right? because people get mad about that? Kind of, I don't think enough people listen to yeah. our show to worry about that. But No, spoilers. no, but spoilers, okay? Yeah. Spoilers. Yeah. So, 
I have two thoughts about that last episode. Um, I more than two, but let's just let's hold on, just wait. Start hold, on there. hold on, wait. Let me say it like this, okay? Yeah. So I was in this uniquely like um, uh, emotionally like great place when I watched it. Like I was super happy. I just woken up from a nap. Yeah. Um, like I like the longest nap I had in a long time. I was well rested. Yeah. Middle of the day. And I turn it on and I'm like watching it. And I'm, and you know, since they said, oh, you, you know, you go put them on this stone and a Jedi will like, if there's still Jedi's listening, you know, someone will come or whatever. Right. I was like, dope. I can't wait to see. And so, like, as that episode is building, I'm just like, oh, this is the moment where the Jedi comes in. Oh, this yeah. is the moment where the, you know, okay. I'm just like, I, like, like, You're anticipating like, it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I know what's going to happen. I just can't wait to see who it is. Right. Yeah. And then as it starts to unveil, like, I, I see like the pan trademark glove, the belt. Like, I'm just like, oh, it's fucking Luke, bro. I'm like, fuck, yes. I was like, so good. So good. I was <laughs> okay. Like, so like, it made me feel good about the whole thing. I am 100% with you on this. That's not this my problem. That's not my problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is not my problem with it. My problem with it is that awful, uncanny valley cgi Ooh. oh see see okay so i will look so it's so distracting and it's so fucking bad i cannot believe after the success of that series they could not go to disney and say hey this is what we're doing we need you to pony up a little extra money so we can make this not look like shit okay so because the I, whole rest of the show looks fantastic and then that I, comes in and you're like what I don't know. I, I mean, I have a production background, so maybe I'm a little criti uh, more critical about sure. that kind of stuff. But well, I, I would agree that you can Ooh. tell that it's not actually Mark Hamill as a young person. Oh my God, you know, Thorn, like, are you fucking on. kidding me? Hold on. It looks Hold like on. Jeff Bridges in that Tron movie, that first scene in the Tron movie where you're like, oh, it's like, well, see, even that. Okay, so hold on a second. All right. Like Let's you, get... like there is our expect expectation of what that should look like and then what's actually possible, right? And I agree with you. Like I, you know, the, in the Tron movie with Jeff Bridges, it was like and what I kept, what I keep seeing is like, oh, cool, they're a little bit further ahead. Oh, cool, they're a little bit further ahead. And to expect with today's technology to be completely fooled is ridiculous. I'm not asking to be completely fooled. I'm asking to put out something that looks like it was actually rendered, not well, just like. Uh, uh, there are video games that have better graphics than that. There are, but they're not contending with backgrounds and other stuff. Apps on fucking Instagram that do more convincing face swaps than that scene. No, I don't disagree with you, but but they're not. They change. They completely change everything about it. Like they're they're they are dealing with. Okay, you have a production background, like you're saying. I suspended my disbelief, I suppose. I'm just like, yeah, I still, I thought the same words. I thought, oh, the uncanny valley, you know, is still, still as wide as we ever thought it was. Right. right. Um, you know, I said, I said that to myself in the moment. So I'm not, I'm not pretending that I saw it and was like, oh, cool. They're doing such a good job. But I was like, oh, it's a little better. Right. You know? well, um, I'm, I'm glad it didn't ruin it for you. Um, yeah. It, it did, it did kind of take me out of the moment. Um, also, like I said, because everything else in that show, effects wise is so fantastic right um they would have been better off uh, doing practical effects and doing prosthetic makeup on somebody a hundred percent would have looked better it would have felt more realistic um i i think i think it was a bad choice but you know i'm also not calling the shots for 
you know disney's hottest property so which is which is a shame they're fucking blowing it but you know um so <laughs> the, other, no. the other thought that occurred to me and mm-hmm. like we all knew that i i think there's probably a little bit of um and the guy that plays uh mauv whatever the, oh uh the yeah, yeah, from yeah. breaking bad yeah yeah yeah. i That's love him good. he's a, just such a great actor like anytime yeah, yeah. i see him i'm like okay i'm ridiculous and he's he has said as much like um i think i saw a tweet or something for him talking about it you know had turned into the baby yoda show and mm-hmm. um yeah and, you know they they they're milking that because that's again you're you're getting toy money for that um the way that episode ended to me it really felt like okay well we've got to get out of this baby yoda storyline and do something else for the next season so it just felt abrupt and it felt a little i don't know like the build-up wasn't quite um i don't know maybe that's what it was maybe it needed a little more uh, a little more build-up for me to buy the whole cg luke skywalker thing mm, uh, yeah i mean i guess uh, like like you said okay um i think I think you are being upset by something that you are okay with ultimately and the flip side, like, and I think this is something that maybe the rest of the audience wasn't like putting their finger on. And that's the serialized eighties kind of flair that this thing has. Yeah. Like, like it, cheese is a part of the thing. Right. And so, you know, when it pops up, you, you don't get mad at it. You just go, Oh, this is what it is. I remember. No, and, it, and yeah. And the original star Wars, there's a lot of cheese in those, right? Oh fuck. Yeah, there is. And, yeah, yeah. and, and I think, you know, when you get to, especially when you get into the the, the movies that were new in the early aughts, like the the the, the prequel, basically, um, you know, yeah. you see there's so many where they're putting um, like uh, faces on the Jedi's or Darth Maul. Actually, that guy was yeah, Ray one Parks. of the actors that could could do, could do those flips and stuff like that. But you see, right. them put like Qui Gon's face on this this flipping actor, and it's just like this little like poorly rendered yeah. like face going through the air. Right. Um, so I think that those things have always been a part of it. I think people are upset that they were their suspension of disbelief was that this wasn't a serialized '80s formula ending, and, yeah. and now and now that they they were confronted with that, they're like, oh yeah, and, I, and they were they were okay with the Baby Yoda thing. They were like, oh yeah. okay, this is okay, this is you know, but but so but to to further elaborate on that, like Baby Yoda is um, an animatronic puppet, sure much more convincing in that world um even that that weird fucking creature that had the eggs that he had to take to the, the yeah, planet, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 as silly as it looked it still was more convincing within the scope of the show than bad cgi that's yeah. that's my personal opinion I, don't, I, I, don't... I can buy goofy looking animatronics yeah i don't i mean uh I, I can can't I mean I think the same thing it's it stops me too like when when you see there's sort like you see Mark or young Luke Skywalker and then and then you see um baby Yoda move towards or my kids keep calling him his real name and they get mad at me when I call him baby Yoda but um yeah, uh, Grogu or Gro, yeah. yeah Grogu 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 so you know. yeah. um, okay nerds settle down uh, yeah um uh, or seven-year-old settle down which yeah. what's the difference um yeah. and so um where he's like shuffling over to Mark Hamill's character it's just like this is terrible like, yeah. there's, there, like I mean so I have the same problem like you know I, or or I had more of a problem with that than with you know the the Luke Skywalker face um and you know it's something I always thought you know you brought it up the 
the alien that they they were bringing eggs to the planet so that she could you know have them have fertilized by her husband right, right. um uh I, I, the thing i always think about star wars um you know aliens they're also um humanoid you know they're all right. bipedal you know um mm -hmm. you know and you know i said say symmetrical animals or symmetrical animals and um you know it's the thing i always think about that like you know that doesn't really seem that realistic to me as a yeah. as a um a thing but I, I go okay cool whatever you know yeah. um and so um i don't know i think it's the thing that that people always do with star wars they're like like you know maybe they've never read joseph campbell or something like that now they're all pissed off that like you know um it it, it it's it's not married the right way for them but it's it's always been uh you know some really heavy deep shit um pastiche with you know wired um spaceships yeah, yeah yeah exactly so i mean you can't be mad at that like that's the formula of the thing right yeah and and one of the things that i think is the strongest uh selling point for the mandalorian in general is it is something that i can watch with my eight-year-old daughter and she's into it and i'm entertained and we can watch it together there's not a lot of content out there that's like that right now i mean you know, Disney and Pixar always do a really great job of trying to fold in some humor for the adults and that sort of thing. And always the best animated movies have always done that. Right. Um, but it we don't see a lot of that. So for me, it's like either it's kid stuff and you just put it on the TV and the kids watch it and I kind of zone out and goof off on my phone or whatever. Um, or I send them upstairs to watch something that I want to watch. Right. Right. So that kind of checks both those boxes now and and that's and that's cool and so i i enjoy that part of it and i appreciate that yeah it's interesting too because the the character of boba fett and let's not pretend that this isn't some sort of like offshoot of that you know right um yeah of course was 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 initially like this and i, I sent you that when i came across it because i hadn't seen it before but was originally um a, like a animated character on like a holiday special Right. Um, and and then it was he was so popular that they they brought him into reality, you know, into yeah. Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think that's a perfect example of the way marketing has driven what Star Wars has become throughout the generations. Mm -hmm. um, and now you have something that's like purely driven off of, you know, fan interest in a character. Um, and did you watch to the end of the, the credits of the Mandalorian, the last episode? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's, they with show the Conan that, the Barbarian ending. Yeah, totally. That they're gonna yeah. show like this Boba Book of Boba Fett or whatever. Right. Um. So they I, took two full seasons to like. Open, yeah, right? la, la, launch this other thing, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. And um, so I think it's interesting. I mean, I think they had to see where it would go. How could, how much of that do you think um comes as a result of Pedro Pascal getting other offers? I mean, conceivably, he doesn't show his face that often. So I guess they could have carried on the character, but I got to think that he's getting other offers. Um, it's maybe his time to, like, you know, get some loot. And uh, Favreau, being the mensch that, that he is, um, you know, maybe they wrote it with the intention of just kind of releasing – I mean, not wholly, but I, I wonder if that plays a part in it. Well, I think you have to have something like this, knowing that you're only going to hold this kind of cast or or, or um, level of production together in this way for so long. 
before yeah. you have to find move it into a different direction. Um, and like you're saying, John Favreau's, you know, super busy dude. Um, he's only gonna be able to keep his thumb on the button for so long. And then it's like so many other things, you know, like, and and or surely they didn't want this to happen where they pass it on to the next gen. And it's not because it loses something, it's because it isn't the same thing almost right. intentionally. Um, so I think they're hoping to make something new and different. Yes. Instead of trying to keep this going. Right, right. Because that's always the failure of um, of these long-running popular shows, right? It's right. Like there's, you, you've got a couple seasons worth of ideas. Um, everything goes really great. And then by the end, you're scrambling to like tie up all the loose ends and nobody is ever satisfied with the, with the way that, you know, when we're talking about the Sopranos or game of Thrones or lost or, or any of these long running series that gain uh, a lot of popularity, there's just no pleasing everybody. And there's no clean way to get out of it because they don't have the story mapped six seasons down the road. Right. It's right. just like, you got a couple ideas for a couple episodes and it goes from there. That's right. And, and if anything, they're probably in the meeting, they're like, and this will write itself at some point, you know, like, yeah, um, yeah. you know, it's like one of those, um, I mean, I think that, that that also they didn't, the first season of The Mandalorian was done in such a way that it was, they pulled in all these different um, directors who had all this talent um, in writing and kind of producing and like they could do the whole thing. Yeah. And so they used them to do all the different episodes and they have all this different feel to it. The second season didn't have that at all. Um, yeah. And I'm sure it was an intentional like, um, okay, let's paint ourselves out of this corner kind of thing. Right, um, right. They had, a, they had somewhere they were going and needed right. somebody at the helm to direct it there. Right. And the main thing is that they can't in the Star Wars universe. I mean, <laughs> like the thing that that I, I'm sure they didn't maybe one day it kept George Lucas up at night. But like at some point, you know, it's not just the movies. Right. There's people writing books. There's these things happening over here. These little side, you know, TV shows coming on. And this universe has to coordinate at some level. Like it has to like, you know, ends have to meet in the especially to these fans who are like are, are like you know one of their their secret layer walls are just like connecting all the dots between all these like yeah. tv shows and movies and and books and things and um they knew they had to do something concise so that it could tie up in a way um, yeah. and maybe they can reintroduce these characters later or maybe they, they can say oh well you you know this is happening in conjunction with this but so many of these fans too are like tracking the timeline of everything and wanting to know where this is going on yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. So have you, did you listen to the Tom Cruise leak tape? I, so I didn't hear it first person. So, I mean, I read about it somewhere like on the news and then I was actually listening to Andrew Schultz on Andrew Schultz on Joe Rogan and they brought it up Okay. and they, and they played it and they both reacted to it. And I thought Andrew Schultz's take on it was the best that I've yeah. heard, which is that Tom Cruise leaked it. Like he recorded it and then he leaked it. Like, oh, like like it was a publicity stunt. Exactly. Yeah. Like, see, I'm I'm like watching this. We're keeping an eye on this. Like, you know, um, you know, everybody's talking about how Hollywood's going to make movies, and and meanwhile, the rest of Los Angeles is shut down. Yeah. So 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 I think it was a um. And I tend to agree with Andrew Schultz. If if it wasn't released by Tom Cruise, I mean, he looks good in it. Like he may be yelling, but he comes off well intended. You know, it's not like he's Christian Bale yelling at somebody for being in his line of sight, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, he's, you know, he comes off as like well-intended and like he's trying to protect everybody's jobs, like keep the, the machine running. 
Right. Well, and that's that's the first thing I thought when I heard it. I was like, this is the sound of a man who's watching his livelihood collapse around him. Right. Because it's out of character for him. I mean, we only know of Tom Cruise what he shows us. So, right, right, right. you know, that's all taken with a grain of salt. But he has gone to great lengths to project himself as this kind of calm, cool, collected, very zen you know, minus the master, minus, minus master the couch was, incident. But yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but even that was like, you know, I think the intent was to be um, jovial and, you know, right, right, right. Not look crazy. Right. Yeah, it didn't didn't come off that way, obviously. But right. But you understand what I'm saying? I think, and that's one of the tenets of Scientology, if I'm not mistaken, is like, you know, w- when you're in a confrontation with somebody, uh, you you want to keep your cool and remain real level and kind of let the person hang themselves right right so it it did seem out of character to me and that's that um is the only reason that i would say i don't know if if it was actually made for the intent of leaking now maybe after the fact they're like you know what this is going to come out anyway why don't we just push it out because you don't look that bad in it but right yeah i don't know who's to say it's a mixed bag. I mean, it's funny. I, you know, we, we both have friends that work in TV and movies and I have a friend who was working on like Jack Reacher two or something like that. And I don't remember exactly. And, um, you know, um, Tom Cruise, of course, travels with his own, like any star of that level has their own person that does their hair and makeup. They're, they're always right. with them. They're always that person. But right. Um, so my friend was working, uh, in the hair and makeup, uh, trailer and like was doing stuff and, you know, um, at different times, uh, depending on what's going on in the shoot, Tom Cruise like has his own work workout trailer that comes with him. And so he invites different people to come work out with him. So that week it had been the hair and makeup people. So she was working out with them and they're stretching and waiting for, you know, Tom to get there. And she like does some weird thing where she kind of goes up in her, you know, like on her head and she like kicks back and like kicks into the mirror that's in the trailer and breaks it. Oh shit. And freaks out, you know, and, and, and it's just like, Oh my God, like what the hell? And Tom Cruise uh, is going to fire me. Well, yeah, something right. You know, uh, and, and Tom Cruise's hair person was kind of yelling at her like to get up and out of the glass, like, not like what the fuck did you do? But like, Oh gosh, like get up. And so she felt freaked out. So she goes and like hides and is like, fuck, you know, like just what you're saying. I'm going to get fired. Like I'll just start packing my shit now. So she just gets to work. Well, they come in to get her and they're like, listen, Tom won't start his day until you come and see him. And she's like, oh, great. Like, that's what I want to do. And, and she's like, look, I'm busy. I started work. And they're like, um, yeah, Tom's not going to start his day. And so we're not doing anything until you go see him. Yeah. And she's like, okay. So she goes to see him and she's like walking up to the trailer and he's standing out in front, you know, and it's just like, it's like, you can see this happening. And apparently like all the people are standing behind him and he just starts like clapping, you know, like, you know, slow, and everybody just claps with them and yeah. it, it like totally relieves the pressure. And so it, like even the inside stuff that I know about him is that he's relatively a decent dude. You right. Know I mean? Like no, he's not some douchebag. Right. Um, he's, just, so, he's just a kook. Yeah. Well, I mean, you don't get to be that like fucking famous no. and insulated and rich and not be kooky. Like yeah, it yeah. doesn't happen. Like, you, yeah. you know, you have to, you have to try to be normal. That's, that's, and then you look kookier. Right. Yeah. You know? yeah so, yeah. so, so, <laughs> so, I mean, um, you know, it, he doesn't have that luxury, you know, and um, you know, it's, I think, uh, but it is interesting about this this particular incident um, as to whether it's some sort of, you know, uh, 
I tend to agree with you that maybe it wasn't a planned thing, but after they had it, and you know, they certainly were a recording sound. Yeah. So after they have it, they're like, oh, you know what? You know, this doesn't, this maybe this does some things for us that are positive. You know, I, I, I think there's a point to that because look, there's only a handful of, of places that that audio could have come from. Certainly on the other side of it, like if they wanted, if it wasn't leaked by them and it was leaked by the individual that recorded it, it would not be hard to like, you know, go, okay, well, there was only like six people on set that in that room. That's right. Like who, who was running audio or, you know, it yep. sounded like it was recorded on, on a cell phone actually, but you know what yep. I mean? It would not yeah. be hard to like track it down. And somebody that has as much pull in that industry, um, you, you know, you might screw up your entire career by just trying to be cute with a little, sound clip that you're leaking out yeah absolutely i mean and who knows i mean i don't know i think we all do things at work that we go like afterwards we're like oh shit that wasn't a good idea yeah you know for whatever reason you know and um so it's it's i guess that's it's possible it just seems less likely um especially in a in such a controlled like you're saying such a controlled environment yeah agreed um so we've got a couple like newsworthy items I don't know if you've seen some of these articles, but I'm going to run them by you real quick. All right. Okay. All right. So this one, <laughs> I wish I could make fun of it, but somebody <laughs> died, so I can't. Ouch. Um, this is an article from Miami Herald. Dave Matthews band fan died after chair hit him at a Missouri concert venue lawsuit says. So this is obviously pre COVID. This dates back to this article is, dated it's at, september it's at but, dave matthews concert yes so and check this out flying? check this out um jason smith his wife and friends attended the may 2019 concert at hollywood casino amphitheater in maryland heights missouri after the show ended smith returned to the venue to grab a souvenir a souvenir shirt his wife had forgotten at their seats his wife began to worry when he didn't return outside uh she texted him she called him no response um, an employee found him lying unconscious on the ground with blood flowing out of his ears and mouth. According to the lawsuit, employees of Live Nation who were cleaning the concert venue had been throwing chairs from a grassy area to the sidewalk below. Eee. Smith was struck in the head, which caused him to fall back, hit his skull on the concrete. He died. That sucks, man. Imagine being just one of those fucking... Like, I think we've all had friends who worked at like a shitty civic center or something like that, like doing yeah. like cleanup or whatever. Yep. And like, you're just like trying to go home. Like it's like yeah. 11 o'clock Every, at everybody night. Everybody had like, their fun and you're there for like the next two hours trying to, you know. Yeah, like clean up beer cups and stuff and like spilt, you know, like but people's vomit and stuff from Linda who only takes Molly like twice a year. And, you know, like she got a little too spun. <laughs> and, um, you know, and so you throw this chair and think of it, man. You like, you know, like take this, take this Dave Matthews band fan out of the, out of the hip. You know, yeah. it's terrible. Yeah, it is. And as much as I, you know, wanted to crack jokes about being a Dave Matthews fan, it's, it's really sad. So it is I'm sad. Gonna, I'm gonna but of course, of, of, yeah, I'm, I'm feel sorry for him. But of course, Dave Matthews is playing at like the Missouri, you know, like the casino. Casino. Yeah. 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 That's. <laughs> yeah. So there's there's that one. Uh, what else do we got? Oh, this one's this one's good, man. Um so there's since 9-11, they've vastly increased the number of air marshals that are employed. Oh, for sure. So they just busted a ring of these 
air marshals that are <laughs> working out of, um, I want to say Dallas. Yeah, the Dallas field office. They've been smuggling Viagra. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so these air marshals have been, they're calling it Bonergate. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the uh, roughly 20 air marshals posted to the agency's Dallas field office have been disciplined in recent weeks and months following a secretive two-year internal investigation of a Viagra smuggling and distribution ring among employees and supervisors there. So they've been bringing in cheap boner pills for uh, for all their buddies, which doesn't make any sense at all because I think you can get that stuff without a prescription now, but I mean, it's, it's like, yeah, it's like, it's everywhere at this point. It's like ridiculous. It's like, um, but like how much was it just going to have to be like, um, that, that, <laughs> no, that, no, I just keep having this middle edge, like these guys coming up and playing with like their pants tended out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The stuff They're like, really yep, that's the guy right there. Go get him. <laughs> What's funny is that it got to be such a big deal that, this they had to do an investigation like like this came come up came up somewhere and they're like oh yeah well why do you have all this like viagra oh well i've been you know i mean and they get into the nitty-gritty of it it's just ridiculous and, yeah and that, it was like 20 now, something like, people involved it's ridiculous yeah. everything's a gate now it's like you know i mean sure watergate makes sense the watergate hotel yep. but you know like at some point like this every sc political scandal can't be a something it's just, <laughs> it's just stupid <laughs> Yeah, that's that one's that one's strange. I I don't I totally don't understand it, and I don't understand like sharing boner pills with your friends. That's weird too. It is weird. Like, I mean, imagine that conversation. Like, hey, bro, um, why don't you, know, you just I, go get some gas station boner pills like the rest of the fucking weirdos and be done with it? You know? Hey, man. I mean, there's definitely a, a quality difference. You know, <laughs> so like, let's let's just put it that way. Like, any drugs that you get from a gas station versus a pharmacy yeah well, let's be real about that yeah yeah that one's funny oh uh here's an article from spin rick rubin <laughs> back in the news he's, you're not gonna be able to like leave that alone for a while <laughs> no this is i'm on his side on this one actually so mark it down yeah mark yeah. it down um rick rubin faces charges for breaking hawaiian covid rules which um Hawaii is super fucking strict on, right. on the COVID rules. So it, it doesn't make any sense why anybody would either bother to go there right now because you do have to quarantine for two weeks once you get there. And there have been lots of cases of hotel employees fucking snitching people out that yeah. aren't following protocol. So Rick Rubin, apparently, he was probably, you know, I'm sure he owns a house out there. He's got to, right? Yeah. Um, paparazzi took pictures of him walking on the beach like by himself and yeah, i think if you're out somebody saw outside, it like, dude yeah every time i see people like walking outside with masks on just like oh my god really or in your car with nobody else in there yeah i mean equally equally ridiculous and that our municipalities like get to do this without any kind of un understanding of science at all is ridiculous yeah it says according to the garden island uh the single cameraman caught the legendary producer walking alone in Princeville on the island of Kauai and reported him for, for violating Hawaii's mandatory two-week quarantine for visiting outsiders. Um, despite, you know, Ruben was walking on an empty beach by himself. Right. It's like, um, but sure so, so it's not even, 
it's the paparazzi the photographer turned him in how shitty is that terrible yeah yeah that's pretty low that's pretty low he's not getting invited to any of the rick rubin parties no <laughs> so um you want to run through some upcoming releases sure okay well it's it seems like it's kind of a you know a dry time for obvious reasons but there's a few things coming out in the next couple months it looks like a lot of stuff is they probably pushed it back for for spring release well yeah because i mean if nothing else they're 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 looking to have to tour behind some of this stuff and who knows when they're going to do that yeah um so what do we got here steve earl uh putting out a new record january 4th i don't are you a steve earl fan um well what's interesting is that his son died you know um gosh midway through covid maybe it was like late early fall justin towns were also like you know another you know accomplished singer songwriter yeah and um uh you know i imagined that he was gonna have to do something creative to kind of like you know worm his way out of it so i i i i don't mean that negatively i just mean to not just like eat himself alive you yeah know? um well the record is titled jt yeah so that tells you that confirms your your suspicion there that's very astute observation of you if yeah you yeah so know I, that beforehand uh, I, I didn't and I, 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 I applaud you yeah i just knew that something was going to be coming down the pipe from him because because of that you know yeah um, and, and i don't think it's a you know i think people quickly like shame artists for um you know exploring their pain uh you know in a way that they monetize um but i don't think there's anything wrong with it i mean like art is just just that you know catharsis and um he's writing these songs he's recording them you know there, there were people at the time when eric clapton's son died who gave him you know grief for the here's in heaven thing and i'm like man who are you yeah to tell somebody how they can deal with the pain or not you know um anyway um yeah so i kind of i you know it'll be interesting and and more importantly it was kind of sad just when he died, you know, he had like a little kid and a new wife and yeah, you know, it's just, it's just a bad deal. Yeah. Well, it, I'll, I'll be interested to listen to it just in, you know, for that reason alone that yeah. it was, uh, you know, it's a testament to losing somebody very close to you. And um, so what else we got here? Um, oh boy. Uh, Lucero, um, which is kind of, I don't know. How do you feel about Lucero? Uh, you know, I mean, uh, no, no, nothing that they've done has really like, you know, caused me to stop and pay attention. I mean, every now and then I hear a song that from them and I'm like, oh, oh, that's cool, actually. Yeah. But, you know, nothing that, that like I said, has has made me buy records or anything like that. But I have friends that would disagree. Right. What's the um, <laughs> what's the, the band that they always. Oh, I can't believe I can't remember. It's not Flogging Molly. It's the other one like that. They always. Oh, uh, uh, fuck. Dropkick Murphys. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So to, to me, Lucero has always been like, for people who just barely graduated, Dropkick Murphys. Looking I see. for something with a little more substance. And I that's kind of where they go with it. I, I, like I don't that. know. If, yeah, I don't know if it's accurate or not. That's just like the. the I'm always surprised when somebody's like, oh, don't you love? And they're like, they're like, you know, um, you know, either of those two bands, Dropkick Murphys, or, you know, I'm just like, uh, flogging my I'm like, uh, no, no, I don't. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm just like, you know, no, I never got, and no, I still wouldn't. I'm good. You, you good. You keep it. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll back Flogging Molly just because Matt Hensley plays accordion for him. But outside of that, 
yeah i agree um oh florida georgia line foo fighters now we're getting more into your territory here I like this. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> um john carpenter lost themes three alive after death um he's been doing a lot of like releasing a lot of the music he's has been. he yeah and and and, uh, and been doing themes for other things too um but um i think that's cool i think it's cool that in his you know twilight years or whatever that he's still still being productive creatively yeah um a couple good releases in heavy music in february looks like uh mogwai has a new album coming out um which you know they they have been around for a long time and they've put a lot of records out and some of them kind of blend together for me but i'm, I'm never disappointed it's always something that i feel like i can put on and um kind of have on and just kind of chill too yeah for um, sure melvin's got a new record coming out which is always promising Love well of course it's, it's it's been six months so sure that makes sense right um, right i mean i i'm not saying that in a negative way i think that it's it's crazy how prolific uh, he's just a band. Yeah. prolific motherfucker i mean yeah. you know and buzz is doing other stuff too so uh, all those guys do other stuff yeah so for that's, sure that's good um willie nelson has a new record of frank sinatra covers coming out is that's that right like a, is he really going to rip off Bob Dylan at this point? Like, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm Fe kidding, but February like, 26th, Willie Nelson like, called that's life. And it's Frank Sinatra covers. I love that. But yeah. that's funny. Just call them Frank Sinatra covers because like what did Frank Sinatra actually write any songs? <laughs> right. So like, <laughs> Oh man, you're, you're pushing the wrong buttons, buddy. Have, like, I'm, I'm just saying like knocking at your door. Whatever. Talk bad about Frank. <laughs> I'm not talking bad about. Him. I'm just saying, did he write any songs? Like, I don't think they did. So it's, it's just interesting that they we do call them color covers. Yeah. Um, March twelfth, I hate God's new record comes out. I don't know how you feel about I hate God, but I've always been a big fan of their brand of filth. Well, that's. I mean, I, I, of course, I've had. I've, I've, you know been made to listen to them um by by you and, and other of our friends <laughs> yeah um i don't i don't hate them i don't but you know it's like um and i can what's cool about them is you can hear the drugs a, 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 yes you can hear you can well you hear a vein like you, you you can tell who it is when it comes on it's not like for sure for so sure. so i think that that part of it's really cool yeah and i heard the one track um that they released for this new record and as, as much as I, you know, wanted to be hyped on it because they went for a long, long time without putting out any records. Um, and then they put out one, I want to say 2016, that was actually really, really good. Um, they had all gotten clean and, you know, they realized that the band in these years, this big gap that they lost, you know, to substance abuse and health issues and all the other stuff, um, that they had become this like legendary cult band in the uh in that interim right yeah for sure and then so then they put out this record the self-titled and it's killer it's a great record i mean i i think there are songs on it that are stand with the rest of their catalog um and what's what people consider the golden years of that band um the song that i heard off this new record uh to me, it doesn't have the, um, it just doesn't have the grime. Like that's a band I want to hear lo-fi 
Mm-hmm. And I want it to sound like it was recorded under a mattress. And I want it to make me feel it doesn't have the scuzz. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I want to yeah. feel dirty when I'm listening to it. And this in the production on it is um, a little, little clearer than yeah. than anything else that I've heard from them, particularly on the vocals. Um, they always his vocals always kind of like lived in this this uh, weird kind of substratum uh-huh. uh in the mix and on the song that i heard they're way out front and his voice sounds different well i mean i think that that is a natural evolution of recording i'm always for artists doing stuff like that i mean i recognize what you're saying that you you know um as a fan of the music you're looking for certain uh tells that that like let you know that you're listening to this band yeah um, but I think we have to give room for your artists to, to try new things, you know? Um, and, you know, they're, they're not under the wash of this, like, musician substance abuse and what have you. So it's going to be, you know, they're going to be want, looking for other, you know, just trying different things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it, and it's cool. And I, I, I love the fact that those guys are still around and they all participate in other projects. Um, and the fight, uh, Mike Williams, survived um i mean really one of the uh most desperate cases of you know opioid addiction i i've ever heard about um in terms of just because it's different when you hear about a guy like keith richards right because they were already famous and there's like you know he has the means to like maintain uh an addiction whereas you know Mike Williams was in this sludge band, this underground sludge band that only dirtbags know about. And, you know, he's living in a squat in New Orleans. It's a different story. Oh, shit. We'll see if there's any more releases that are worth considering here. Oh, Greta Van Fleet, Battle at Gardens <laughs> Gate. Well, uh, it was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I um, did you see the latest video that they did? Not the one that we talked uh, about previously, which still garners more hate than almost anything else we've ever done. But, <laughs> well, they have they have lots of fans, man. Yeah, they um, do. They do. Uh, no, I haven't seen I haven't seen anything new from them, and I like maybe have been almost intentionally like like not looking, but yeah. Well, maybe we'll save that for another time then, because that one's um, they did a video for it and. Um, I'd be interested to hear your take on the video. Okay, well, check it out. Yeah, yeah. Um, outside of that, I don't see anything. There's a lot of uh, quote-unquote anticipated future releases from a whole laundry list of people that I really don't give a shit about. But um... I mean, that's usually how it is. Even even when those things are um, you know normal times, it's like, okay, no, 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 no. Uh, I might listen to that. No, 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 no. You know, it's like, okay, not this year. Yeah. Um, Oh, get this. Um, <laughs> it's funny that they included it. <laughs> there is a uh, anticipated to be announced My Bloody Valentine record. Hmm. So this They must have not updated this from like 1998. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin yeah. Shields have been stringing everybody along for like two decades. Yeah, it's coming. I, well, we're going to do yeah. it one day, I, I yeah. promise. Yeah, he's pretty awesome. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> go to the list here. Alicia Keys, Azalea Banks, Ben Harper, Broken Bells, Busta Rhymes, Cardi B, 
Devin Townsend, Diddy. Oh, Giant word. They're still trying to do that. Okay. Your favorite, not yeah. hater, but you hate favorite band to hate. Yeah. 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 Um, the Jizza, um, ICP. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Janet okay. Jackson, Kanye, Lana Del Rey, Liz Fair, Mashuga, Modest Mouse, My Bloody Valentine, um, Phantom Planet, Chili Peppers, Rihanna. St. Vincent, The Cure. Oh, here's one. Uh, the Distillers. Oh, yeah. Apparently, hmm. um, she's she's back doing a Distillers record, so that that may be cool. Yeah, um, I I read. You know, they got they're getting divorced. Really? Um, yeah. So for Brody Dale and Josh Hame from Queens and Stone, should we often mention um, for good reason? Yeah. Um, this is your uh, chance. See if he's into gay stuff. He's getting divorced. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not, not um, uh, just on our size comparisons, he'd be the top, so that's not gonna work for me. Yeah, um, uh, uh, but uh, um, yeah, no, I I don't know how I came across it. I guess I read something about her doing uh, reading some writing something about the distillers, an article, yeah, somewhere online where someone was talking about her making a new record and she was being interviewed, and she said a lot of it had gone was had to do with this, what was going on with them, and I was like, this is so weird because um, I've seen you know podcast with him from covid and things like that and it's just something they don't talk about which i guess is maybe more again like another confirming factor about um you know the character we think he has um that he's just not gonna like not airing out his personal yeah and who knows what's really going down and you know it's just not gonna be and he's got kids that he's not exposing to him talking shit about you know and and about yeah. what, whatever's going down and i think that's that's super cool yeah yeah for sure so yeah, that I mean, there's a few on there that caught my eye, but I mean, there's also a lot of turds. Like you know, the Killers are putting out a new record. The Offspring's putting out a new record. Oh my god. Oh, here's Blast from the Past. Toadies. How about that one? Wow. Um, Weezer's putting out yet another record that nobody gives a fuck about. Um, yeah, that's about it. Sounds like a lot of nothing. <sighs> yeah, I mean, it's. It's gonna be a tough year, man. I mean, for releases. It, yeah, I think unless people have really, you know, some people have taken advantage of it. I think some people, um, maybe not so much, or or maybe that's why you're seeing all those weird names pop up, like the Offspring and shit like that. They're like, fuck, we don't have anything else to do. We might as well make an Offspring record. Um, did you have anything else that you wanted to get to this week? When I talked about which of the 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 Mandalorian, Andrew Schultz. I mean, those the, that was mainly it for me. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, having gained this, kind of discuss those and get that out there was, in, was was the main thing for me. Yeah, cool. All right. Well, maybe we should uh, we should wrap up then because sure everybody's waiting on me. Sure. Well, you know, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to everyone out there. For sure. Uh, we'll see you again soon. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Uh, until next week. Later. Hey friends, if you enjoyed what you were listening to, then I feel it is my duty to tell you that we also have a YouTube channel. So if you'd like to see us in all of our glory doing reaction videos and talking about music and movies and lots of other things that we're completely unqualified to do, then head on over to YouTube and click that subscribe button for us. Thanks, and until next time. Okay.